0: Welcome to The Hive, a Natural Christian Mamas podcast. We are so glad you're listening to us today. Jackie, Bethany, and Shelby are three Natural Christian Mamas who run a ministry by that name. Check out our website and blog at www.naturalchristianmamas.org. Follow us on Facebook. Just search Natural Christian Mamas. And take time to join our Facebook community search natural Christian mamas community. Jackie, Bethany, and Shelby are three mamas who love Jesus, choose to embrace natural living, and desire to help other mamas do the same. Please keep in mind that anything said on the show is our opinion. We are not medical professionals. What we say is most likely based on extensive research, but it's important for you to do what is best for your family. Thank you so much for joining us today at The Hive, a natural Christian mama's podcast. We are so excited for today's episode. We have Bethany, Shelby, and myself. I'm Jackie, and we again, we just want to welcome you. We have some cool stuff to talk about today. We wanted to invite you to check out and follow our Instagram. We also have some swag, t-shirts, cool bags, stickers, a bunch of stuff that you can get with our logo. Um, And we're hoping to get some other merchandise up too. And we wanted to invite you to think about sponsoring us, donating two, three, four, five dollars a month to really support this ministry. If we have touched you in any way through our podcast, our website, our Facebook page or our Facebook community, we really, we need your help to continue to sustain what we are doing. And we're so glad that you're here with us. So there's that. Welcome and thank you. We wanted to start by telling you what's new. So Shelby, what's new in your life?
1: Uh, There's a baby. A baby. <laughs> a new human. Yay. I think he is like, yeah, almost three weeks. He's 19 days today. That he, just we're flew hungry. by. Um, yeah. How are I'm you trying you feeling? to upset so about how fast <laughs> I feel really good. Sometimes that's an issue because I think that I'm better than I actually am (laughs) and I do too much, but my body always lets me know that I'm needing to go back to bed.
0: (laughs) Listen to your body. Definitely. And how are the girls adjusting?
1: The girls have been amazing. Um, The only jealousy or arguing going on is really uh, who gets to hold him more or longer and I asked first to hold him, and you can wait. (laughs) They're very uh, jealous over who gets to give him the most attention. And they've been super helpful with like getting diapers and picking out outfits and stuff like that.
0: That's really awesome. I'm so glad that things are going well for you guys. And we're so excited to have another baby on our team. Um, We're so Mm -hmm. glad for, for you and your husband and all of that. We're so just thrilled. Um, Thank you. that everything went well with the birth and all of that. So Bethany, anything new on your end? Yeah. Um, we, well,
2: our, we're, I'm really busy right now. I'm a wedding photographer. And so this is my busiest season right now. I have weddings essentially every day on every weekend. So, um, and then at our church, we have our vacation Bible school coming up. That's next week. And my husband and I are in charge of that, and so we are crazy people right now, getting ready for that. Um, shout out to everybody who's doing a shipwrecked because we are. <laughs> so I see it's really popular at churches. And other than that, I'm about 18 weeks pregnant and almost halfway done, so it's kind of exciting.
0: I can't believe you're almost halfway done already. I feel like you just found out like last mm-hmm. week.
2: I know. I can't either. And sometimes I forget, but this baby is really active and I've had movement really early on, so which is different for me. Um, so it's just been kind of exciting because I'm the only one who can feel baby right now. And I love those moments where it's just me and baby, It's kind of like that little secret. Are you going to be Team Green or are you finding out? No. I forgot. We cannot be Team Green. Yeah. We are just not <laughs> emotionally equipped to handle it. We have to know. Thing. To the point of like, <laughs> if we can't find out on an ultrasound, I would probably pay for another one. Um, actually, that's not true. I would buy the test off of Amazon, the blood test thingy. <laughs> um, so, cause I just, we, I feel like it really helps us connect better with the baby yeah. and names are really difficult for us. So it really helps us to be able to focus on one set of names <laughs> instead of yeah. both. And, and I've actually really found that it helps uh, Jason, my husband, to bond better with the baby. He gets more excited. Um, and also considering that this is my sixth. So I have at least 14 crates of clothing, half being boy and half being girl. So hmm. I kind of need to weed those down a little bit.
1: <laughs> a little For bit. sure. Kind of a lot of it.
2: Yeah. So. All the um, people who are into the minimalist lifestyle are out there
0: going, oh, my gosh. They probably, um, um.
2: No. <laughs> Sorry, Nicole. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Nicole's going to listen. She's going to be like,
1: why do you have so much yeah, that they're exactly. going to
0: grow out of in like half a minute?
1: Well, that's the thing. It's it's
2: all sizes. It's newborn up until about, I don't know what size my kids are in right now. But, yeah.
0: We have a lot, too. We have a ton. yeah
2: I did just get rid of five
0: bags, though. So. I love that feeling. Yeah, Shelby, could you do our Devo for today?
1: So, this is actually just something I feel like I don't know if it happens to all moms or if it's just me. I don't know. But I feel like God speaks to me the most through child rearing, um, whether it's something they say or something that just occurs to me when I'm parenting. But I really feel like he uses them the most as his mouthpiece. Um, And maybe that's just the season of life I'm in. But this happened a while back, and I would love to share it with everyone. Most of our people know that we unschool. And we were out at the park one day just learning about different plants and how God cares for the plants and how we need to help him care for the plants and the environment. And my oldest, Jaden, she had just turned seven at the time when we were done discussing our lesson i started asking her questions and she answered all the questions she was doing really great and then i went to move on like nothing you know out of the ordinary and she stopped me and she said mommy god watered the plant that became the crown of thorns it instantly like mentally took my breath away because we weren't talking about that we weren't even anywhere near a spiritual discussion per se just talking about lightly about how god cares for the plants and how we need to help When she said this, I just couldn't fathom how she had even thought of this. This tiny seven-year-old person had this thought so deep when I had been walking my Christian walk for 20-something years and had never even thought about such a profound statement. And it was so simple for her. She had no idea, you know, how heavy it was, like the weight that it carried behind it. I just started thinking, you know, the plant, was made by the creator. He grew it, he provided the right soil, lighting conditions, he watered it. Some plants can be really picky and need very specific requirements. He allowed the seeds of this plant to be scattered by the very animals he created and the wind he created. He nurtured it and he knew it would be used in the sacrifice of his only son. So together they could wash away the sins of the world and make a new way for us, his, also his creation. I think as mom, sometimes it's easy for us to like, if someone is going to ask you, do you love your child so much? You're willing to die for them or, you know, and of course we would say yes, but he was willing to sacrifice his only child for people who didn't even really love him. And I just can't imagine like the, the depth of that sacrifice and growing the very plant that he knew would be used to torture his child, essentially to make fun of him and mock him. And then I began to branch off of those thoughts and think, um, how many thorns has he watered in my life when I have felt mocked or tortured or betrayed over, you know, our first world problems? (laughs) Um, And even very serious problems. I've become angry with God or questioned him. Like, why could he allow this to happen to me? But was he just watering the plant that was becoming my crown of thorns in that moment in order to bring restoration to my life, to make me grow from that and become a new man? Basically, he just knew the destiny and the purpose when that plant was a seed, but he knew from the beginning of time and he still watered it. So that was just something so profound to me that I wanted to share. And I think that there's two Bible verses that kind of hit that home. They're pretty popular verses, uh, Romans 8, 28. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. So this is something a lot of Christians use um, when something is going wrong. They remind themselves that all things work together for good. I think a key part of this verse for me is for those who love God. And I feel like if you love God, you trust in God. The things that seem negative in the time will be good as long as you're trusting him and knowing that his purpose is the plan, not your purpose. And then we have Jeremiah 29:11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. So his plans are not for us to be happy in the moment necessarily, but plans to set up a prosperous future for us.
0: Thank you so much, Shelby. I just absolutely love that. Like when you were explaining what your daughter said and how God really revealed um, his truth through that statement and through her little life and her eyes, I got chills, truly and honestly. And I've heard this story before, but just every time it's just so profound
1: mm-hmm. when
0: these these little people <laughs> know God's truth and his love in a way that us adults can definitely learn from. I love it. Right. Thank you so much for sharing, Shelby. Yeah, that was
2: wonderful. That it it really is such a profound moment. And then when our kids come out with this wisdom, it's like you really get to see that fingerprint of God in their lives yes. that we're all created in his image and you see these beautiful, innocent little children and his voice coming out. And it's just so wonderful. And also, bravo, mom and dad, for cultivating that in your children um, that they have the freedom and the ability to recognize those things of God and to speak freely with
0: that. That's really incredible. It's definitely something that is important for us to be doing as parents mm-hmm. opening the conversation and allowing them to know all the things of God, that they are God's and that they are loved and that God created everything. We're going to transition now into our mom refresher. Our mom refresher is just a moment where we talk about a practical way that you as a mom can be refreshed. So we're so glad that you're with us here, friends, to hear this. And I'm going to turn it over to Bethany to tell us what our mom refresher is this week.
2: As I was thinking about
0: it this week, I
2: was really trying to think about what is working in my life and what is not working. Um, what's not working right now is my laundry system. So I guess ask me in a month because I'm trying to rehaul that. Um, but yeah, so I really struggle with my time with God in the morning. I find that I neglect it because. We have to do breakfast, and um, there are things that I have to do in the morning to get done. And then before I know it, that morning is done, and it's now the afternoon, and that's when our school time is, and we school all year long. So then we're really busy in school, and then I have a lot of meetings and consultations with clients and all sorts of things. So by the end of the day, I'm exhausted, and another day has gone by where I haven't had my cup filled. And I know it's kind of a cliche thing that moms talk about, um, but I just want to talk about how important it is and what I'm doing in my life that's changing it a little bit. One thing that I've discovered is to make it first. So when I'm sitting out in the morning, my husband and I usually wake up and we go on our back porch together and we both have our Bibles out. And it has been an incredible time because A, we're doing it at the same time. And be, um, um, get it's first. So it's like really that first fruit where I'm spending that time with God. Um, I've also learned that it shouldn't be, it doesn't have to be, you know, three hours in your prayer closet. That it's okay if it's ten minutes. Um, that God knows your heart, and He also knows all of your responsibilities. But my tip today, and one of the best things that I have done for for my spiritual life, is utilizing podcasts. And um, audiobooks. So, as I get need to get things done, like scrubbing the bathtub or folding laundry, I have started, I have a list of podcasts that I listen to. Some are sermons, um, some are really great ones, like the Sally Clarkson podcast, which is incredible for gentle parenting um, and parenting in general. Um, sometimes it could be a, an audiobook, uh, like The Life Giving Parent by the Clarksons, that's on Audit, Audible. And it has just really helped me because I can get through my chores really quickly and my mind is focusing and it's really learning and it's really receiving. Um, And for me, what I found is that it's putting me in a place where I'm much more gentler with my children. I'm much more patient in my marriage. My housework that needs to get done is getting done because my mind is focused on the things of God and my hands are busy doing what I need to get done. So that's my tip is to fill your cup and utilize things like podcasts and audiobooks. It could be worship music. Um, it could be a sermon from your church or from another church. Any anything like that. I know some moms that even like have a phone call with their friends that they can just really talk and but able to get those things done as well. So we're basically multitasking, but not neglecting our spiritual life.
0: I just want to say that that's exactly what I've been doing lately probably like 2 months ago i found out that audiobooks were a thing that i could actually listen to and gather, you know, information from and it's changed the way i parent, it's changed the way that i am a wife, it's changed my spiritual walk in such an incredible way. i'm so busy. i mean, you all know we have about 25 kids between us, so just kidding. But we have a bunch of kids and we we all have ministry responsibilities and everything else that we're doing. So it's really hard to find that time. You won't find that time. You have to make the time, right? But podcasts and audiobooks are incredible. And I wanna agree with you that the Sally Clarkson podcast is it's amazing. It's, so awesome. it's exceptional. I've listened to a good handful of hers and every single one I'm like, yes, exactly. And not only am I parenting better, but it's bringing healing to my soul in some things that I really needed healing with. So it's incredible.
2: Yeah. It's really been a treasure for me too. Um, just to, it's, and it's one of those, you know, in the Bible where it talks about older women, you know, pouring into younger women. And that's what I feel like it is. It's a mom who's been there and who fully admit that she's made mistakes and all these things, but now we can really heap from her wisdom. And it's so different than what we're hearing in mainstream Christian parenting, that it is just a breath of fresh air. Um, it's theologically and doctrine sound. So, you know, that's incredible and fantastic. And um, it's just been so refreshing. I, I, found my husband also injuries it, although I don't know if he, if he'll admit
0: that yet, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here shaking my head. Yes. To everything you're saying. I'm like, yep, yep, yep. Because it totally is. It's, it's incredible. Um, and not only her podcast, but there's amazing books that I've listened to lately that have just really helped me in every area of my life. So I agree with all that. Thank you for bringing that. I appreciate it. And I hope our listeners do too. I hope our friends sitting at home listening to us um, embrace that. Well, obviously they're listening to a podcast right now if they're listening to us. so
2: Yeah. I really hope that they can get just a little bit of something out of what we speak about here um, that we do from other podcasts and sermons and audiobooks. books. That's really the goal is to really um, feed our members and our, our ministry partners and those who Um, come to
0: Natural Fish and Mamas. The next thing we're going to talk about is our weekly topic. Our topic this week is something that some people think is gross. Some people Mm -hmm. will never do it in a million years and other people love it. It's almost like a second religion to them for some people.
1: I mean, I how about a hobby?
0: A hobby, okay. All right, <laughs> that's a, a little
1: like <laughs> Or an
0: obsession. At an obsession. Some yeah. people are obsessed. Okay, so we are going to talk about cloth diapering. Um, yeah, <laughs> we all do it. I've done it for all three of my boys so far. I don't know. What about you guys? How long you've been cloth diapering? I am cloth diapering, probably into my 10th year. Wow. Uh, I
2: started in the midst of my oldest daughter and went pretty much all the way through up until recently with my two year old. And I took about a six month break and now I'm back. So if you see me on all the buy, sell, trade groups,
1: I'm uh, <laughs> my- a woman buying all the diapers. That's Take <laughs> away her PayPal password, yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see what happens when
2: Jason sees um, all the activity. on. Him. No, that's I'm, I should say my husband, I'm we are very open about our finances and I do not hide my paper spending habit from him.
0: He knows yeah. it's bad. He's it's fine. You
2: know what? Actually <laughs> because, I, so after 10 years at this point, there's no even argument. It's, I'm going to go with this and I'm going to sell these and I'm going to do this and it's okay. So mama's there is hope for those dads who are, New and are like, what are you doing? Why are you spending two hundred dollars on diapers? You go to them with math; it works out. It does. And you know what? Actually, my husband was asked a few years ago what his like greatest tip is to dads, to new dads, and he said, "Use cloth diapers because it's going to save you money, and you don't have to do the work because your wife is too picky about them."
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Well. I do want to say that my husband is a very rare breed. And he's actually the one who says, Oh, the diaper brand we used came out with a new print or a new color. And he's like, buy it in both sizes. Yes, we need a new wet bag. And I'm like, dude, I don't really like it. He's like, I don't care. Buy it. Okay, fine. If if you have to twist my arm. <laughs> and the amazing. other thing the other thing he does. Is he likes to do the stuffing? He likes to do the diaper laundry, and well, I let
1: him. Why not? He does Why a great not? job. You are blessed, Jackie. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Say that. Um, but I I definitely do the diaper laundry too because I want to make sure that it's done right. And I don't even have like super expensive brands because I am definitely cloth diapering on a budget over here. Um, I started with Story. And so third child, I didn't even really know what it was before her. I didn't think people still did it. Actually, I thought it was like the flats and the safety pins and the, you know. Yeah. Basically what you see in like olden times, which you can still do that. Um, And I've definitely done that in a pinch before. We have totally done washcloth and safety pins before when we ran out of diapers at people's houses. No shame. Um, (laughs) But um, I started cloth diapering with her. So we never got to newborn cloth, Um, so we are experiencing that with Ezreal now, and I am obsessed. Like, I wish we could have done it from the beginning as newborns with every child, you know, so we will from here on out, but... It's not as hard as people think. No. No, I just tell people it's literally one extra load of laundry, and like, if you're doing laundry already, it's really nothing extra. When people say things like do you actually put poop in your washing machine? I ask them what they do with onesies that get pooped on. Right. Like or if you're if your, you know, heritage quilt got a newborn poop explosion on cuz they will happen, are you going to throw it away or are you going to put it in your washing machine? Like
0: one of the things that I got asked a lot when I first started cloth diapering was, um, do I use a diaper service? Do I pay someone to come wash my diapers? And I was like, no.
1: Oh, that's a thing. Yeah. You can actually have a service, pick up your diapers, launder them and bring them back. I
0: love my cloth diapers. I don't want somebody else touching them. You know, like, I'm like, no, I'd like to keep them. Thanks. (laughs) It's not that hard either. Again, like you said, it's just a one extra load. And we'll talk about, um, cleaning diapers in a bit, but, uh, it's not hard. As long as you figure out your system, it's pretty easy. We're going to start by talking about the different types of covers or sorry, different types of cloth diapers, um, covers is one of them um bethany do you know all the types there's so many
2: yeah i feel like i might have it down um there you can go as simple or as like other kind of simple as you want with call diapers um there are probably the most famous ones at this point are pocket diapers um those Woo-hoo! were really kind of the, the <laughs> first ones that came on back onto the scene when people started using the pole pul fabric and so those are great. They're just, you can, they can be one size where they snap down or you can buy them in sizes. And it's, it's literally a pocket. So you stuff it with either microfiber or you could do bamboo or hemp or any, any of those combinations inside of it. And the top layer is this micro fleece where once baby is wet, it just sinks right down and absorbs. And so baby's not sitting in the wet. I find that these ones are the most that like look like regular diapers when you're handing them to a family member. They can have a snap or a velcro closure. Then there's all-in-ones, which are very similar to pockets, but the inserts are actually sewn into it. So it's really easy. They're all there, you don't have to stuff at all. The one downfall is that it usually takes a little bit more drying time for these. Then you have your prefolds and your flats, which are probably what you think of when you think of your grandmother's cloth diapers. You can do all sorts of folds in them. They can come in different fabrics, like a cotton, a bird's eye, or it could be a bamboo or a bamboo hemp. And you're gonna fold them around your baby and you can close it with either pins or, or like a snappy type thing. And those usually require a cover. So you can do a, a pull cover or a lot of people use wool. Um, and then there's also, let's see, fitteds and contours. Although I haven't seen contours around for a little while but fitted or hybrid fitteds are, they, they're they usually really cutely done with like fabrics um, and it it looks like a pocket diaper, but it's, it's not waterproof. So you usually need a cover, although some have really good absorbency where you can go about four hours without covers, which many people do. And I think that's, I think that covered, oh no, I forgot one, sorry. There's also all in twos, which are covers and inserts that you get where you just like lay your insert in the cover um you see this with like the flip system which i used for um that was actually one of my introductions to cloth diapering and uh, sometimes people will even use like a disposable like insert inside of it and so it really makes it quite
0: versatile that is a lot of options it really
2: is it's it's like so i find when you're when you are first entering cloth diapering you're like oh my goodness (laughs) half of my you are like, this is overwhelming almost.
0: I actually went to my friend when I wanted to cloth diaper, and I was like, Tell me all your wisdom. And she essentially talked about everything you talked about how she's like, There are, you know, all these different options and blah, blah, blah. And she showed me what she had in her collection and how they worked or didn't work. Like, what were the drawbacks for her kids? And the thing is is every kid is gonna favor a different type of diaper sometimes. My yeah. kids have thick, thick butts and thick thighs. <laughs> and so, you know, the diapers that we choose really work for that, but other kids who have skinny legs not- might <laughs> leak out of them, right? Like Ezreal.
1: He is still way too tiny for the newborn diapers on the smallest snaps. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. We're having that problem with him, like coming out the leg holes, but there's really nothing we can do except we could have bought preemie diapers, but at this point, you know, but he'll thicken up soon. And it's just, you know, it's not like they really have that much bathroom stuff going on right now. Anyway, it's just Mm -hmm. often. I did find that, um, for us, our favorite is the all in ones that also have a pocket behind So it's kind of like an all-in-one pocket diaper hybrid.
2: Mm.
1: So when they're smaller, you can use it as an all-in-one. And then once you need more absorbency as they grow, you can stuff it. So those are definitely my favorite. But like you said, every child is so different. And so my advice when people want a cloth diaper is literally to um, buy one or two of each kind that you're interested in and just try them. And then develop your stash. So... I would hate for a mom to be 20 weeks pregnant, have no idea what to do with cloth that I bring, and just buy an entire stash of pockets and then not like them. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I mean, it's good that they hold their value, so you can resell them for almost what you got them for, but it's such a hassle. You might as well as experiment first and then build your stash as baby is here.
0: Yeah, there's definitely a few different ways to do it. We did buy while pregnant, and thankfully the diapers we got are were great for us. We do um, pockets with bamboo inserts. Um, Overnight, we might add like a hemp booster. Lately, we've actually been using a wool cover at night over top of our pocket diapers, because no matter how much we were putting in the diaper, like as as far as like inserts, he was leaking. Oh, yeah. And I got sick of waking up to a wet bed. So I contacted a friend um, who was selling wool covers. And I was like, hey, how much? She's like, 15 bucks. I was like, well, I mean, don't have much to lose. If I don't like it, I can resell it, right? And mm-hmm. it's been amazing. I mean, I only have to wash it like once a month, right? And I have he hasn't leaked since we've purchased it. Um, I mean, he's leaked, but it's it hasn't gone through the diaper onto my bed. So it's been incredible. I was really scared to do wool covers because I was like, all right, I got this cloth diaper thing down. We can do the laundry. We're good to go. But wool just seemed so different, but it's not. It's easy. It is.
2: Yeah. So we are the same. My son, um, when we stopped cloth diapering about six months ago, was in, I would consider it some really kind of cheap diapers and they were actually secondhand to us. I found because I've been doing this so long that my diapers don't really hold their value because we just like work them to death. Um, so I was kind of in transition and he was just leaking out of them so bad. And at that point I was like, you know what, I'm done. I'm not planning on having any more kids. Like, let's just go to no. disposables. I've been doing this for 10 years. I've done my part. Um, and it was a nice little break. But with being pregnant, of course, I need to go back to my first true love. And I, and I am, I'm there. But what I've discovered is for us, microfiber is just not working. Um, and and I really don't find polos working very well for us either. So right now, we're transitioning into all natural fibers. So that's either in fitteds or for us, uh, like a bamboo hemp flat. And we have also recently purchased quite a bit of wool and that's what I've been shopping for, <laughs> that and fitted. Um, and so I've transitioned my son back into it, and it is working wonderfully. And I've actually found that I feel like wool might be kind of easier because you don't have to wash them very often. And they can be also clothing. So right now he's wearing a pair of wool shorts. And it's great because he can just wear them for the rest of the day. And they're and so just, cute. They are so cute. So cute. Yeah. So Cute. we put we got a new pair in, and actually today, so I probably should have washed it before, but I was too excited, so I put it on. And he has his Buzz Lightyear shirt on because that's his favorite,
1: mm-hmm. and
2: he it just looks adorable, and I'm obsessed a little bit. <laughs> so, so for our new baby, that's definitely the direction that we're going into. I like flats for newborns anyway because they clean so well, and I love that you can customize them and fold them on your baby to fit. So that's where we're at with cloth diapering.
0: I think it's really cool how the three of us choose cloth diapering, but we choose completely different ways to do it. And it's, yes. and it works for us and it's great. Yeah. And depending on our kids and our budget and what's available, we're, we're all doing it. So it's doable, no matter what your budget looks like um, and sure. what your life looks like, it's, it's doable. And that's a great transition
1: for how do you cloth diaper on a budget? How does ah. that work? For me, I joined co-ops basically if no one knows what a co-op is, you're basically buying wholesale because the whole group pitches in on a buy. So I have gotten diapers as little as $4 for all-in-ones and because those brands work for us, that's a great deal. For someone who cannot do the PUL or the microfiber like Bethany, I think you do like buy, sell, trade sites, right? And just buy used. Yes,
2: I do.
0: <laughs>
1: All the time. Yeah.
2: Um, I So I originally started out buying like, well, some used, but brand new diapers from popular websites. And then even two years ago with Micah, I was buying used and the diapers that I really wanted, which were hybrid fitteds, I could not afford they were going like between 48 and $60 a diaper, and I just couldn't do it. So that's when we really like did flats and kind of supplemented with um, the other pockets. But now because the, di- the everything's a little bit different, I'm finding them much more affordable on buy, sell, trade uh, websites, way different than the last time, which has been really helpful for us, but also using flats because they're usually really good priced. And even sometimes doing things like receiving blankets, flannel receiving blankets, those work great as flat diapers, especially when they're little. Oh, those Um, are my favorite. Yeah. I mean, they're soft and they're cute and you can fold them and they fit perfectly on a newborn. Um, So that's been really, really good. And I think the other thing is selling what doesn't work for you. So if you get all-in-ones or flats and they don't work for you, sell them and put that into what does work for you. I think that that's usually pretty helpful as well.
0: So along with what you're saying, buying used, trying them out, figuring out what works and what doesn't, selling what doesn't work. Along with that, we also have locally an organization called Cloth for a Cause. um, And that's here in Canada. I'm not sure what it's called in the States. I'm sure there's organizations that do it, but what they do is they supply diapers, cloth diapers for a year for a couple or a mom who like you have to qualify income wise and they just send them to you tell you how to use them and then after the year you send them back and most of them are like people donate to the organization and so that's a really good option for people who can't afford an entire stash up front and really would like to cloth diapers allowing um these women to go to organizations like cloth fur calls and I found that that was a pretty good thing. Yeah, that's really interesting. And I know that there's companies
2: as well as some of the bigger cloth paper companies who have programs like that. Um, Also, I know that there was one company, and I'm not sure it's still there, if they still have this program, but they were a Christian organization. And they actually gave like a full stash if you were an overseas missionary. You had to apply for the program. But I know of at least two friends who are overseas missionaries who really benefited from it one who because of where they were when they came home their diapers were just junk because of the water how the water was and they replaced her entire stash for her and so it was really quite incredible um, so there definitely are programs out there to help people um, i also know that there's like a wool group right now that's for affordable wool will they'll match you up with somebody if you apply um, they'll match you up with somebody who is selling wool for a very affordable price. I think it's under five or seven dollars. So those programs are definitely out there for moms.
0: Sometimes it just takes a little bit of digging to find them. So there's a way to do it, affordably yes. and a way that can work for your family. And so that's awesome. That's really great to hear. Even if you choose to buy all new diapers, over the span of one, two, three kids, it's gonna be cheaper to cloth diaper than it is going to be to buy disposables all the time. So that's another thing to take into consideration is the cost of disposables versus the cost of cloth.
2: And you can really build it up over time too. I think um, what's important to remember is you don't have to immediately buy a giant stash. You can start out with three diapers, you can start and then just start building onto it. Um, right. As you as you need to, and ultimately, I think the cheapest way, if you are really on a budget, is to get um, receiving blankets and upcycle wool. If you have any sort of sewing skills, you can make a wool cover or a wool wrap, and mm-hmm. and you could spend like less than fifty dollars on cloth diapering. It is possible for sure.
0: That's amazing. So the other thing that people have an issue with when it comes to cloth diapering and everyone has an opinion on it is how to clean your diapers. For me, I find it's easy. We just throw them in the wash and we do a rinse and then we do a hot cycle. And then we do another rinse and then we're done. My husband has been doing a second full hot cycle without like soap. Um, instead of just another rinse to make sure they're super clean but I, we don't really need to do that but that's what he wants to do so whatever <laughs> and then you just hang them and throw the inserts in the dryer and you're good to go like that's as easy it's been for us the only time we've needed to strip is when my kid had Norovirus or something and we just we bought strip strip it from a company up here in canada and it was super easy to do and that was it i mean it's never been an issue for us but we don't have hard water we have like semi hard so i don't know it's like in between so it's really good it's been easy for us was it shelby do you have hard water or bethany
1: yeah we i think we both do i have really hard water um which when I had microfiber the first time was causing a buildup issue because I was trying to use all the natural detergents. (laughs) And unfortunately for us, that's not an option or else we will run into problems. So we do have to use pretty mainstream detergent, but it's very close to yours. We do like a soak, like a hot water soak, and then we do a hot wash. And then I don't even hang mine anymore. I used to, but now I just throw all of it in the dryer and we haven't had an issue with that being a problem yet.
0: I think the concern with that is just, it might wear out the elastics or the pull or something quicker. I think that is the issue. So, I mean, it really, honestly, elastics are super easy to replace anyway. So, whoop-dee-doo. Honestly,
1: Uh, in our entire stash with Story, which I'm not even gonna tell you how many diapers was in her stash, we had like three-ish elastics go out and they were all like, $4 cheapies um, that we got used. Three out of how many she had was like not bad whatsoever. And if you're
0: paying $4, like you're just like right,
1: Right, so I may end up hanging Ezreal's, like I may put some new strings out um, just to see if it lasts longer, kind of experiment with it. Mm -hmm. But you know, for the people who can't, drying them is really not that big of a deal. Unless you're buying, like Bethany said, $30, 40 you know, handmade, exclusive diapers, then you really don't want to risk. We also
2: have hard water. And we, I think one of the things that we were struggling with when I stopped six months ago was that we had hard water and we were also using a front loader and that combination wasn't really great. So we actually are back to a top loader now. And, um, I- I find it's really making a difference for us. Um, and the other thing that I recently did because I had a bunch of microfiber and I just sold it, but they smelled so bad. They had been sitting and they were just disgusting. And I was like, I'm not gonna send these to somebody smelling like this. So I just did a soak where it was salt and baking soda and vinegar. And I let them sit for about three, waters, uh, three hours in hot water in my in my washing machine. Sorry, I have a little one who's trying to break down the door, the door. And it it did the charm. I pulled them out of the dryer and they didn't smell at all. For me now, because of the way of diapering that I'm going towards, um, I'm a lot more gentle with my diapers and I am hanging them out also because a lot of them are handmade and they have um, like athletic fabric or like prints and things like that that I don't want to feed. So I do hang them, yeah. But I think it's important to remember with cleaning that it is not a one size fits all for families. Everybody has different waters, everybody has different washing machines, and everyone has different kids. So I think our diaper routines, our cleaning routines are always going to be somewhat different. So if your diapers are getting clean and it's working and someone tells you that's wrong, ignore them. <laughs> so as long or, as you and they're not smelling exactly or if a certain group says no that's not right just you do what works for you if your diapers are clean that's all that matters at this point um we definitely try to go towards more of the natural side in consideration with the fact that we are dealing with human waste
0: yeah we use a natural soap and it's worked fine but again going back to the fact that i don't have hard water my friend Mm -hmm. tried to use the same soap in a town over and it didn't work for her i mean we have the same exact diapers obviously different kids, but her water is hard and my water's not, and she had to change her soap. So you need to figure out what works for you. And going back to what you were saying, always get a top loader with an agitator if you can. I know yeah. some people actually have a front loader and they purchase like a cheap top loader on like Craigslist or something just for their diapers, because it's really helpful to have that.
1: Well, even, even front loaders seem to struggle with clothing. So yeah. I wouldn't trust them to do my diapers. Like Bethany said, we are still dealing with human waste and you do want to make sure that they are as clean as possible. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. And,
2: and what's great about top loaders is that A, they tend to be cheaper. Um, and B, I actually found like the drum size is so much bigger in a top loader than it is in a front loader. So when you have six kids, it's really been quite good <laughs> um, for me. So, I I feel like Sears and Kenmore is gonna really love us today as we advise people to buy cheaper washing machines. You're the one who said names. I did. I all day I've been name dropping. So, and and I just want to remind people, don't forget about the power of the sun. And I'm I'm talking about Jesus, but I'm more talking about the sun. Oh, yes. Um, that sunlight is so powerful. So we're moving stains, removing smells, disinfecting, use the sunlight. And if you're like me, utilize it when you're in Vermont and while you can before everything freezes. I know Jackie, you can also. And when you're like
1: me in Florida. And you can sun on Christmas Day. (laughs) Exactly. That is a good tip because some people will see my diapers like before I've had a chance to sun them. And remembering that breastfed baby poop is horrendously yellow and very, very, very staining. They'll look at the diapers and be like, you're putting that on your baby.
0: <laughs> yes. I promise yes. they're
1: perfectly clean. I just haven't sun bleached them yet. It's <laughs> just a stain so, and it will come out eventually anyway. Just, when you can.
0: I just used to just wash them like two or three times. I mean, like I would use them, but like after like the third time it would be clean anyway. I've never really had an issue with staining, but yes,
1: the sun is amazing oh for that. My babies, maybe it's just my babies, I don't know. They ruin every onesie they poop in, and if I could not bleach my diapers, they would all be stained to crap, like, <laughs> no pun intended.
2: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and see, that's one reason why I love flats, because it is so easy to get those stains out of flats, because yeah. your, di- your fabric is so thin. And I like the ones, like, I, I'm i currently using a bamboo hemp one, and that's what we'll use for the new baby. And so it's already, like, a cream ivory color, so it's not stark white with giant yellow stains on it. Oh, nice. Um, so, yeah. I actually, I think, I feel like my babies stain worse once they're on solid food than they do on breast milk. Um, but isn't that interesting? Like, every mom's milk is different, every baby's poop is different, so every diaper stain is different. Yeah. And that's I why we have an issue so once we're not nursing. <laughs> yeah, and that's why it's so important to remember: it's not a one-size-fits-all thing. It's not. Um, yeah, it just—it's really you have to do what works for your family. It's just like your cloth diapering system. Yep. you do what works for your family with cloth diapering.
1: Good discussion, guys.
0: Yeah. yeah, I really enjoyed that. I hope it's beneficial for your our for our friends who are listening. To kind of hear that there are different methods, there are ways to do it on a budget, there are different cleaning methods and systems, and hopefully we didn't overwhelm our friends. But um, <laughs> if they have more questions, I'm sure you guys can just email us or message us from Facebook, and we'll address your questions there if you have any. We're going to transition into our next section, which is prayer, and then we're going to finish on up. So let us pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for today. We thank you, God, for the amazing, incredible time that I've had, that we've had together with Shelby and Bethany. And we are so grateful for you, our friends, who are listening today. Lord, we just pray for our ministry here at NCM, that your light would continue to grow and shine through us. We just pray for our community of women, the community of believers that you've given us, We just pray that we are a community of discipleship, of fellowship, and of faith. And Lord, we just pray that as iron sharpens iron, we continue to grow into the fullness of what you have for our lives, each and every one of us as followers of Christ and as as daughters of the King. Lord, we just pray this week that you help us to take a moment to refresh, to refill our cup to take a moment and listen to a podcast or an audiobook and to really renew our strength and renew our relationship with you as we take a step forward in our day. Lord, help us to be patient and kind as we parent our children. Help us to disciple them in the fullness of your glory. And Lord, we just pray that you just bless each and every one of our listeners today as we are so grateful that they are taking the time to listen to us and be a part of our community. We thank you God for everything and we praise your mighty name forever. Amen. 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 Well, thank you Shelby Bethany. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. I always love talking to you. I mean, we talk all day every day pretty much, <laughs> but I like to actually hear your voice, not just see your text come across my phone. Um and I loved hearing your experiences and Shelby, thank you for the devotional. It was so profound. I was so excited to hear it yesterday when you were talking to me um, that I told my husband, I was like, I was like, Hubby, <laughs> you have to know this. So thank you for sharing your heart and thank you for, for sharing that word that God gave well, your daughter um, yeah. to us today. And Bethany, thank you for your mama refresher. I know that I'm going to go download another podcast right after this yeah. because I need one today. And I actually started a new audiobook today on parenting. So I'm excited for that. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. And thank you friends for listening. We're so excited that you are here today and um, don't forget to check out our website and our Facebook and our Instagram and all the other things. <laughs> <laughs> that we have with right. so much going on <laughs> um our swag all of that so we just are so excited that you're here and we thank you and we'll talk to you next week bye, bye.